0: Hey guys. So we have a podcast now. How cool is that? Um, this is totally new, but it's going to be super fun. So we have some announcements that I wanted to get to you guys so that you guys will know what's going on. Um, we have a bonfire this Sunday. Um, there are consent forms that have to be filled out and, um, I've sent those to your parents in an email, and I've sent some home with you. So um, you're going to want to make sure that you get those consent forms signed and brought back um, this Sunday, the 25th, so that you can hang out and be a part of our bonfire. So you're going to want to do that. The other thing is um, you might want to bring a chair. We have a few, um, but if you have like a yard chair, lawn chair, something like that, you might want to bring that with you to the bonfire. Um, So do that. Uh, We're going to be roasting um, hot dogs and we'll have veggie dogs and uh, marshmallows for s'mores and all that. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have cornhole um, and then we're going to be talking about our sentences. So don't forget about those. Um, It's going to be really great. You guys are going to love it. So there's that. Um, The other thing is t-shirts. Um, we are selling t-shirts now officially our rutabaga t-shirts. Um, if you haven't seen the pictures of them, I think I'm going to send them out in the email this week. So you'll probably see pictures there. Um, the pictures are on the order form and I think there's going to be a, um, a church wide email sent out that has a picture of the t-shirt on them. We're doing pre-sale only, which means the money is due at the time of the order and the t-shirts cost $15. Um, and we want every youth member to try to sell two. So if you can sell two, not including the one that um, hopefully you're going to get for yourself, um, that would be great. Our goal is to sell um, anywhere from 50 to 75 t-shirts. So that would be amazing. Um, so we want to do that. And all of the proceeds for those t-shirts go to our Warmth and Winter Retreat, which hopefully you got something in the mail, um, a save the date for our Warmth and Winter the date is January 29th through the 31st and that's in Murfreesboro Tennessee and um, the earlier you sign up the better rate you get so if you sign up um, I think it's before the end of November then your cost is only going to be $50 so the rate goes up after the end of November so you're going to want to sign up early for that and and that's great those of you that went last year you know how much fun it is and you can help spread the word Um, we want to try to get as many people to go on this retreat as possible because it's going to be super super fun so um with that being said I think that's all the announcements we have but I hope that you guys had a super amazing fall break I know that some of you went out of town um and I hope that that you had fun and you know it was just awesome not being in school I'm sure so anyway um we did have youth last night and um we continued sort of back in our room of strangers and we continued talking about um what we feel like some of the worst things that have happened to us are or um, some things that we struggle with Um, we are really focusing on some of the things in our lives that um, have had an impact on us maybe in a negative way Uh, Because a lot of times we tend to be shaped by those experiences. Um, So we were talking about that. We broke out into groups and we talked uh, a lot about like what it takes to create your own sentence. And so we split out and everybody um, sort of went to their own space and had a Bible and... (laughs) we let people sort of work through um, the the questions on the worksheet if they hadn't done that yet Um, and if they had then just thinking about the things that they definitely wanted to include in their sentence and then they had a poster board and we're actually writing sentences like it is time it's time for us to do sentences it is time for us to have those done so we're going to actually continue to work on those and that will be um, hopefully part of our bonfire discussion too. We have something really special planned for the bonfire as well, but um, it definitely is still in the, in the scope of things that we're doing. So um, anyway, so we, we broke out into groups and um, well, I say groups, we didn't break out into groups. We broke out into individuals and worked on our sentences and I shared My sentence uh, with the group and um, I shared an example sentence which actually I would like to share with you again hold on Um, so I really want to share this with everyone um, including the people that weren't there because it's it's really important That people understand sort of exactly what this experiment is for Um, and so i have a a finished product uh, an example of what one looks like Um, and this is a sentence that belongs to a 16 year old girl and i'm going to give you her sentence and then i'm going to give you her why so We want a sentence for sure, a grammatically correct sentence that is absolutely true about you and not directly true about anyone else that's in this um, metaphorical room of strangers. Um, But then we also want a why. So we want to know why that sentence is absolutely true for you. Um, what things in your life have happened that have helped shape that idea of of who you believe yourself to be. Um, So with that being said I'm going to read you her sentence and then I'll read you her why. So her sentence is, when people see me they think that I'm full of confidence but really I'm full of insecurities. I'll read it again. She says, when people see me they think that I am full of confidence but really I'm full of insecurities. And her why um, is rather long because it's really hard to sort of explain a a sentence that only has a few words and explain why that speaks so much about who you are. Um, So I'm going to read her why. And I want you to, as, as I'm reading her why, I want you to sort of analyze the things that you feel like in her life don't relate to you and recognize that that is awesome. And that is what this experiment is about. It's about everyone having their own story. Um, and then I want you to see if there are ways in which you can empathize with her. So as I'm reading her why, think about the the ways in which you maybe can't relate to her story, but also think about the ways in which you absolutely can relate to her story. Um, All right, so here we go. She says, I know even if everyone knows about my insecurities, my opinion won't change. I've been through so much to even think positively about myself anymore. I'm insecure of who I am as a person, and I am scared to find out who I really am. I am tired of hurting, and that is what I don't know about Jesus. I don't know how to have trust in him because of my papa's death. I don't know why He would take the most important and closest person to me away so fast and so painfully. I know I'm selfish for this, but I feel like sometimes I can't count on Jesus to be there for me because He did not intervene when my grandfather died. Jesus isn't the only thing that I feel like is missing from my life. Sometimes I feel abandoned and I don't understand how Jesus can watch me hurt the way that I do. I just don't know why he, uh, he would allow people to go through the pain of not having both parents, the pain of death, or abuse, even all of the above at one time. However, I do know that God has a plan for everyone, and flaws and outbursts will happen al- along the journey, but why? It is hard to trust with this much pain. And then in this part, she gives a Bible verse that really means something to her that really describes what she's feeling. And so she says that she's living in Psalm 13 verses one through four right now. And that's what, this is what this scripture says. Long enough, God, you have ignored me long enough. I've looked at the back of your head long enough. Long enough have I carried this ton of trouble and long enough have I lived with a stomach full of pain. Long enough have my arrogant enemies looked down their noses at me. Take a good look at me, God, my God. I want to look life in the eyes so that nothing in this world can get the best of me or laugh at me when I fall on my face. And then she goes on to say that many people, her grandmother, um, her pastors, many people, along with even her, wish that she could be living in the following verses, because this scripture goes on to say in verses 5 and 6 of Psalm chapter 13, I've thrown myself headfirst into your arms, O God, and I am celebrating your rescue. I'm singing at the top of my lungs, and I'm so full of answered prayers. But she says, I'm not there yet. He is with me. He may have to carry me the entire way, but we will reach the beauty and the everlasting love. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but we will together, Jesus and I. So how do we feel about that? I mean, are there things in in that sentence and in that explanation that you can relate to? Um, Or are there parts of it that you feel like maybe... They don't apply to you at all. Both of those things are really valuable to this experience. Um, But I hope that that example has sort of helped shape uh, your understanding of of the goal of this experiment. The goal is really um, to try to get a sentence that is absolutely true for you, but not directly true for anyone else. Hopefully these sentences will help us not only have a deeper connection with um, ourselves, but a deeper connection with one another, and then ultimately a deeper connection with our Creator. Um, And so we've been talking a lot about Jeremiah 29, and how many, many, many people focus on Jeremiah 29, 11, which is such a beautiful verse that says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And that is such a beautiful, inspirational verse. We talked about how people get tattoos of that. They permanently put that on their bodies. And that speaks to... Um, the inspiration and the volume, um, that that verse actually carries. But we talked a lot about, um, how some people maybe don't read before and don't read after that verse and don't really understand the weight, um, and the heaviness that that verse can carry. And the reason that, that, that it does carry so much is that if you continue, um, right around verse 15, it, you know it's so uplifting in eleven and twelve, and it's like you know God has these great plans and and things that are going to prosper us and hopeful. Um, and then you get to verse fifteen, and it says, "But for right now," um, and that's a scary thing because you're sound you're hearing all of these great. Um, inspirational words and things that sound beautiful and wonderful and they're so hopeful and then you get a sort of a transition like, but for right now, um, that's scary um, because what comes after that is, is some real stuff. Um, and I use that term a lot, real stuff or real things. Um, real things are, are hardship our heartbreak. Um, abuse, separation, death, guilt, sin, unconsciousness, or even um, inescapable consciousness, meaning that you're um, completely unable to even escape any of the realities that we just talked about, the hardships, the heartbreak, the abuse. Um, All of that stuff is real stuff. Um, It's scary when people try to pretend that those things aren't real. Uh, it's scary when we try to pretend like everything's okay. Um, and so we talked about our uh, the but-for-right-now transition is followed by all of these real things. So we've been calling it our but-for-right-now. But um, and so we shared some of that a few weeks ago. We shared our but-for-right-nows together. Um, we framed it in the question of... <laughs> What do we feel like is the worst thing that has ever happened to us? Or what do we feel like are some of the things that um, have happened in our lives that have impacted us? Um, And so we shared that together as a group and that was such a powerful thing. Um, And that has really helped shape our understanding of, okay, where do we go from here in crafting our sentence? And so the next step naturally um, is to analyze how those things have impacted us. And then to move forward in identifying some things that have happened in our lives that have been inspirational and uplifting and beautiful and wonderful and good. Because goodness can be just as transformational um, as some of the hard stuff. And so we want to make sure that we're, we're putting value in both of those things. Sometimes if you focus so much on um, the negative, you can live there. Um, but the, the great part about what we're, we're doing is that we're going to allow the light to penetrate that darkness. And so the places that we've talked about, the real things that we have talked about that have, that have been rooted in darkness, um, we're going to talk about how hopefully Jesus has been able to, or will, um, be able to impact that, um, I always like to say that I I feel Jesus sometimes more in the darkness. Um, and the reason I say that is because I find that in the darkness I am weak, and I find that in the darkness my wounds are open. And more often than not, I feel like Jesus is right there bandaging my wounds. Um, and some people like to say that he heals and he, he certainly heals. But for me, I feel like he bandages and cause it is the bandage that leads to the healing. And so he bandages them. And you know what? Sometimes on the way back out to the light, I will, I will just rip those bandages off because I just want to sort of wallow sometimes or I'm feeling hurt and I'll just rip those bandages off and you know what Jesus just bandages me right back up and so um I really want to think about those those places in our lives that Jesus has bandaged us or the places in our lives that Jesus has healed us um and taken pain from us um the places that grace has interacted um And either saved us, or rescued us, or cleansed us. um, The power of God's grace is completely immeasurable. And so we don't want to put limits on that, and we want to talk about the many, many ways um, in which we might have seen that that happen in our lives. And then um, we're going to talk about how all of that sort of is going to interact with each other to create this sentence for ourselves. Um, like I said, we have something really special planned for the bonfire. Um, it is going to be in line with some of the things that we've been talking about. Um, and hopefully it's going to be a really great experience. Um, but I would encourage you to continue to think about your sentence. What is your sentence? You will get sick and tired of hearing me say that. (laughs) What is your sentence? Um, and we are almost done with this sort of, this part of our curriculum and we're gonna continue forward um with figuring out who we are um and figuring out what it means to be children of God. Um so yeah, I hope that you're excited. I hope that you've had fun so far. Um it has just been great hanging out with you guys and getting to know you and I hope that Um, We have many, many years together because this has just been so fantastic so far. So um, we've got a really fun event planned next week. Cornhole games, hot dogs, veggie dogs, s'mores, you name it. Um, We need consent forms for the bonfire. Um, And we want to see everybody there. Bring Bring a chair if you have one. Um yeah, so we're so excited. So I just want to leave you with one thought. And um, this is a thought that I want you to kind of carry into uh, the bonfire. And that is, um, I want to know what you feel like God created you to have or to value. So if you feel like God created you to have or value X, Y, and Z, I want to know what those things are. And then I want to know how maybe your life has deviated from X, Y, and Z. So have things happened in your life that have called you away from X, Y, and Z? Um, Or do you feel like you've done something that has prevented you from being able to carry out or live X, Y, and Z, whatever those things are? Um, So think about those things, and grace and peace be with you. And I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.